Now is the time to get real answers to your questions, eat food you love, get back to work, travel, and enjoy quality time with family and friends. Find the relief you've been searching for that fits your lifestyle with someone that's been in your shoes. This is Your Best Life by Samantha, episode number three. Today we are talking about a somewhat controversial topic, so you might want to get the popcorn ready. We're discussing medication, the problem or the solution for digestive disorders. I picked a couple that I thought were uh, pretty common and some I have some firsthand experience with. Uh, Part of the reason I went on my health and wellness journey was to try to get off of these medications because I was not feeling good about the side effects. So here's a little bit of information. We're gonna start with proton pump inhibitors or PPIs as we will call them. Uh, Obviously they do have, um, you know, they do have brand names and if you're not sure what they are, you can just go ahead and uh, Google it. But for uh, today's purposes, we are going to use the uh, generic names. So I did some fact checking on the common side effects. Um, They're easily accessible, you know, on the box on the website, but I wanted to dig a little bit deeper. So I went to nutritionfacts.org and got some really great information from Dr. Greger. Uh, He says that this proton pump inhibitors is a $25 billion industry, $25 billion. Imagine what could be done with $25 billion to help find the cause of the problem, not just necessarily uh, put a band-aid on it. He claims that 50% of the people that are taking it don't really need it. Uh, You know, they see a commercial on TV, they're like, oh yeah, you know, I have heartburn, I'm gonna try this. So he lists, as well as the manufacturer, common side effects to be pneumonia, kidney failure, heart disease, bone fractures, dementia, and people taking them have a higher risk of death. Now, I know that's kind of a common disclaimer on medications lately. Uh, You know, the medical industry wants to kind of cover all their bases. So, you know, they have to say you might die. But this actually, uh, I found to be somewhat true. So he mentioned that it is possible that these side effects are a result of a buildup of aluminum from other antacids people may be taking. Uh, You know, get heartburn, start with some of the chalky stuff keep taking more and more and more and more and eventually you uh, see that commercial on TV and run out and uh, grab a PPI from your local grocery store. So I had to Google this one because I wasn't really sure about aluminum. And while I was reading this information about the side effects, this pop-up comes up on my screen with an ad for a common over-the-counter and acid, which I found to be incredibly ironic, obviously. So I discovered aluminum hydrodioxide is an antacid available in the -the over-the-counter medications that relieve heartburn, acid indigestion, sour stomach, and upset stomach. Uh, He does say, however, these side effects also could be related to the fact that people taking PPIs are actually sicker than they know, uh, but they have heartburn and, you know, they saw a commercial, so they went to the grocery store, you know how it goes. They went to their doctor, they told them they had heartburn. Doctor says, hey, take this, you know. Of course, they don't realize maybe that their blood pressure, that their cholesterol is high, maybe they're overweight, 
you know, they're not, they're not concerned about their overall health and wellness. They're just, uh, they're just trying to get rid of their heartburn. So uh, there's some interesting information there for you. Um, now I'm going to take on one of my favorites because these were the medications that I liked the least. Um, and I'm not going to, I'm sure I'm going to mess it up when I say it, but I'm going to try very hard. So it's they're anti-cholinergics, A-N-T-I-C-H-O-L-I-N-E-R-G-I-C-S, and antispasmodics. That one's not so difficult, antispasmodics. Obviously, they do have brand names as well. If you are interested, you can go ahead and Google this information. So, of course, I went on WebMD, look for the typical, usual, generic side effects. And of course, again, I wanted to dig a little bit deeper. So I went to verywellhealth.com. Got some really great stuff there. So this is also a difficult word to process, but here we go. Acetylchlorine is a substance produced by the body that functions as a neurotransmitter. It acts on nerve cells to deliver chemical messages to the brain. By doing so, Acetylchlorine can regulate certain biological functions, either by speeding them up or slowing them down. So basically what it's saying is that these anticholinergenics and antispasmodics are actually messing up your brain. So when faced with abnormal muscle function, like in the antispasmodics, these are drugs that can block acetylchlorine by binding to the cholinergenic receptors. Without the means to deliver the chemical message, the contractions can be stopped and the symptoms relieved. So basically for, in the case of digestive issues, you know, IBS, it does stop the spasming uh, in the stomach by turning off the spasm function in the brain, which isn't necessarily healthy for other parts of your body, as you can imagine. So in addition to muscle contractions, certain types of acetylchlorine regulate memory, learning, and sensations. Since anticholinergenic drugs aren't specific to the type of receptors they block, they can trigger a range of side effects impacting both the mind and the body. So the brain doesn't know which muscle you were trying to relax. So it actually just relaxes all of them. So common side effects include, and I would highly agree with all of these, dry mouth due to the inhibition of salivary glands, sore throat due to decreased mucus production, absence of sweating, light sensitivity, blurred vision, increased heart rate, poor coordination, urinary incontinence, bowel leakage, confusion, memory problems, incoherence, inability to concentrate, the tendency to be startled easily, hallucinations, and dementia. Now, you may have noticed that there are a couple in there that do, that are common problems with irritable bowel syndrome. Like obviously, if you have diarrhea, you certainly don't want to have bowel leakage. Uh, you definitely don't want to have dry mouth. I think all of these issues, I think all of these side effects really go 
counterbalance to what you're trying to do with, with managing your IBS symptoms or chronic digestive disorders. So I did have a I did have a, a number one favorite that I wanted to mention because there's another level of these antispasmatics and anticholinergenics. They added a painkiller. So I'm going to give you the ingredients, and of course there's brand names. You can uh, go ahead and Google them if you need to. Uh, belladonna alkaloids, can, and also mixed with phenobarbital. So belladonna alkaloids with phenobarbital. Not sure if you're aware of what phenobarbital is, but you're about to find out. So possible side effects, hives, difficulty breathing, sweating from your face or throat, severe skin reaction, fever, sore throat, burning eyes, skin pain, red or purple skin rash with blistering and peeling. Uh, stop using immediately if you have fast or pounding heartbeats, blurred vision, tunnel vision, eye pain, or seeing halos around lights. Diarrhea, especially if you have had a colonoscopy. Now, if we're talking about irritable bowel syndrome, I don't think diarrhea is something that we want to worry about unless maybe you're taking it because you're constipated. Uh, decreased sweating, painful or difficult urination, loss of coordination, slurred speech, fainting, confusion, agitation, depression, and my number one favorite, suicidal thoughts, fever, sore throat, pale skin, easy bruising, unusual tiredness, cold hands and feet. Side effects such as drowsiness, agitation, nervousness, and excitement may be likely to occur in older adults. That would be that phenobarbital kicking in. So most of the side effects are pretty basic, but I definitely remember being on this medication and I told a friend, and I quote, I felt like I wanted to jump out of the window. Uh, after one pill, uh, I immediately discarded them. I think that was sort of the breaking point for me when I decided that no more medication, that we were just gonna get to the root cause of the situation. And when I work with my clients, that's what I really try to do. I understand that medication has a purpose. Uh, they're more like a band-aid, not necessarily a long-term cure. And as, as you can see, they, uh, they can be a band-aid for other possible health issues as well. So definitely getting down to the root cause of your digestive discomfort is important, but it's also important for managing your overall health because typically people that are eating a healthy diet, they're living a healthy lifestyle, they're less likely to have other health issues such as diabetes, heart disease, cancer, high blood pressure, high cholesterol, all the big ones. So uh, when I work with clients, that's really what I try and do. I try and get to the root cause of their issue and try and improve their overall health so that we can lower their risk of some of these long-term diseases uh, down the road. Now, in my workshop that starts on Thursday, the 10th, I have a whole day dedicated to alternative natural remedies for digestion. Uh, the whole workshop covers all sorts of different ways to alleviate 
digestive discomfort uh, during the holidays in just five days. So you can still register for that. It is, uh, it is still open and you can find it at your best life by samantha.com slash holiday. There are going to be some giveaways every day. So you definitely don't want to miss out on it. You can go to your best life by samantha.com slash holiday. Thanks so much for joining me and hope to hear from you again soon.